Welcome to Beyond the Ball Podcast. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, ballers? And welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Ball podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Jones. And as you all know, or you might not know, but uh, we managed to find just, you know, some really dope people around the world just doing some amazing things. Um, in addition to that, the focus of the Beyond the Ball podcast is stories, strategies and successes, ultimately to help student athletes succeed beyond their degree so if you have not just yet i would encourage you all to make sure you subscribe on our youtube channel so you can get all the episodes as well as some exclusive content okay good deal so now without further ado i want to go ahead and welcome uh this gentleman i've seen him very active in the in these twitter streets and i know he's making making a major impact way beyond that um so i'm glad just to have the conversation get to have a dialogue uh, with, with coach Chadwick Hickson and he is not only just a coach but he's also an educator in addition to that he is a social justice advocate welcome to beyond the ball coach how you doing I'm doing great thank you for having me most definitely most definitely glad glad to have you glad to have you now I'm, I'm gonna kick the I'm gonna kick the rock to you you know two dribbles and uh, I'm going to let you now just, you know, t- take a take a moment and uh, introduce yourself bait for those who may or may not uh, be familiar with your work as of yet. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is uh, Chadwick Hickson. I'm uh, based out of the Atlanta, Georgia area, uh, born and raised in the state of Georgia. You know, been here my entire life. Um, uh, as Jonathan spoke on uh, earlier, I coach basketball, coach high school as well as travel basketball. Uh, and just really try to use basketball as a uh, as a teacher in a, in a way to get kids to that next level in life. Um, that's why I, I love this podcast beyond the ball, you know, because we, we want to, you know, help our young people achieve both on and off the court or the field of play. So, you know, just really just try to do a lot of work with that and uh, a lot of uh, rants on Twitter <laughs> that, I, that I'm sure a lot of people see. Um, but you know, it's all, out, you know, from my heart and out of love for you know just trying to help people yeah yeah so so i guess we can start there since you took it there i guess i'll take it (laughs) so as i was just scrolling down your feed you know for one you you have a lot of content that i know that is is really educational it's like educational inspirational but even in addition to that i see you really advocating for you know these young student athletes even for some that you know might not get the press might not get the fanfare just talk a little bit about how you decided to start using your platform in that way yeah i mean honestly it's it's just coming from my own personal experiences you know as a student athlete um i um was a pretty good high school player i wouldn't say i was elite or anything like that but um I was pretty, pretty solid in, in high school and went on to play, you know, division three in college at Emory University. Um, and, I mean, we, we have enough people talking about the, the four and the five star kids. Um, there aren't enough people helping those kids who are kind of under the radar who might need some extra help. So um, you know, just kind of leaning on my own personal experiences and know what I went through. Um, that's kind of you know the reason why I've, I've chosen to um, do the work that I do. It's really just trying to you know, help kids avoid those same pitfalls and obstacles that that I um, experienced when I was coming out of high school. Yeah, yeah. 
Coach, take us take us back. Take us back. Talk a little bit about your upbringing, and because I mean, just like you said, we we like we're oftentimes exposed to you know the four star guys, the five star guys, people who you know that 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 are getting the TV time and and, and all that. But tell tell us about your journey. Take us back. <laughs> uh, so I went to uh, Bergmore High School. It's, it's a uh, public high school in Lilburn, Georgia. Uh, traditionally, a, a, a basketball powerhouse. So they were. Uh, State runner-up in class 7A last year. Um, we weren't nearly that good when I was there, just to be honest. Uh, we, we were a little down. Um, but, again, you know, I um, you know, I played high school ball against, uh, you know, people like Lewis Williams that plays for the Hawks now. So, um, you know, really, really, really high-level competition, like a ton of talent, you know, in, in uh, Gordon County during that time and even now as well. So, um, again, it's just, you know, I was, I, was a, I was a good player, but obviously I wasn't, you know, good enough to go to the league straight out of high school. So, um, you know, not knowing any better, um, you know, I kind of didn't do the work that I needed to do to, you know, put myself in position to uh, get to college. Um, you know, examples of that that I often talk about are, um, you know, just focus exclusively, exclusively on getting a basketball scholarship. Like I'm getting a basketball scholarship. I'm getting a basketball scholarship. Never thought, you know, okay, what's the plan if you don't get one? And, um, you know, was a decent student. Uh, I think I graduated with like a 3.2 GPA, you know, easily could have been a 3.5, 3.6 if I worked harder, you know, and that, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, kind of thrown down the drain because I didn't put forth that extra effort, you know, to do well academically. So you know, I try to stay on kids, you know, especially the ones that are on my team to, uh, you know, really push them to do well academically because there's money in that, you know, athletic scholarships, not the only way to pay for school. In fact, there are tons of other ways to pay for, you know, academics being a big one. So I really just pushed that because, you know, had I done those things, you know, maybe could have taken a different path. You know, I, mean, I mean, things worked out in the end, but, you know, it's no, it's nice to have options. You know, I, would, I definitely would have had more options, you know, had I put forth the work in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely could say the same thing because I because I, I also I also grew, grew up in Georgia and I was around that time with, with Lou Williams, but I was over at Wheeler. But I, I know you went to I, Wheeler. OK. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call myself elite either because I, I was not on that team. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. OK. So I'm, I'm curious to hear, hear from you, coach, because I know you coach on, on, on both sides. Right. So so you you coach with um, just with the with the young kids that are, you know, a part of the Atlanta Lightning. And then even in addition to that, then, then you're also, you know, you're also doing that, doing the high school coaching. Is it possible? Well, let me, let me take a step back. Let me just leave you with that question. Can, can we just talk about the differences but between those two teams and just, um, j- just talk about the differences, please. Yeah. Um, the I mean, high school and travel ball are, you know, they're, they're two different entities. Um, I think they serve two different purposes to be quite honest um, from a travel ball perspective, you know, at least with the kids that I have, you know, we're trying to put them in position to, you know, be exposed to next level opportunities. So, you know, they, they have dreams of playing college basketball. You know, we try to put them in position to make that happen, you know, by playing in certain tournaments, um, playing on the right weekends, you know, when college coaches are going to be out. Uh, and also, you know, using my relationships and my, my contacts to, you know, connect them to schools that I feel like would be a good fit for them. Um, high school, uh, you know, some of the kids have those same aspirations, um, but uh, I think, you know, the overall goal of high school athletics is, is to, uh, 
you know, provide provide a uh, an opportunity for kids to uh, you know learn like team building, uh, those sorts of skills. Uh, time management is a huge thing, um, you know, and also you know, just kind of preparing them for for life. You know, trying trying to um, extend the the lessons from the classroom, you know, onto the basketball court is, is what we try to do. Is it is it possible just from just from your experience and and just from what what you know because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put you as the expert here because you are so I've heard I've I've heard the conversation here and there but do you think how likely is it for a, a young student athlete for them not to play high school ball but play travel ball and then see see opportunity at the next level? It's very possible now. Um, I think in a lot of instances the uh, recruiting process is kind of kick-started and kind of handled, you know, through travel basketball. Um, and obviously college schools, they want to see you with your high school team. And, and cause I mean, there's, again, there's two different environments, um, you know, with, with travel basketball, there's not the, there's not the scouting and the, and the prep work, you know, you're not practicing five, six days a week, you know, you, you're, you're just you're playing on the weekends, you know, you get in the game, you, you don't know who can shoot, you don't know who can do what, you know, versus high school where you, you know, you've been looking at film, you know, all week, you know, who does what and, and what their tendencies are and those sorts of things. So, um, I mean, there's definitely been kids who didn't, didn't play high school ball or weren't prominent, you know, on their team that have you know done well in travel basketball and gone on to play at the next level. Um, I think that the NCAA is kind of trying to shift more, power back to the high schools. I think that's why they implemented these these June live periods where, where college coaches can come out and see kids with their high school teams. You know, we didn't have, we didn't have that before. It was, you know, it was just you had the, the two weekends in April with AAU teams and then you had three in July. And there wasn't really, you know, any opportunities for them to do that in the summer, you know, with their high school teams. Oh, okay. So is that why some of those like why some of those tournaments are so massive or in previous years have been so massive because everybody's coming out at the same tournaments around the same time. Yeah. You know, they have those, those uh, designated live period weekends. You know, we, we didn't have them last year in 2020 due to COVID, but, you know, and we didn't have them this spring in 2021 either. Um, they, you know, as of June 1st, you know, the NCAA has uh, kind of reopened things up. So in July, we're going to have three live period weekends, uh, July 8th through 11th the 16th through the 18th and the 23rd through the 25th. So at, at those weekends from an AAU perspective, college coaches will, will division one coaches will be able to go out and watch, watch kids play. And when the, when the D ones are able to go out, you know, everybody's going to be out. So there's going to be a ton of college coaches at these events. Um, and many of them, you know, they haven't been out in a year and a half. So it's going to, it's going to be really, really big in July. And, and from a high school perspective, like in Georgia, at least, you know, we have team camps, uh, next weekend, actually, the 18th to the 20th and the uh, 25th to the 27th. So there'll be Division One coaches at those events as well. Mm, okay, okay. So, in, so in your work, where where do you see yourself long term? Like, I mean, because you know, like as a kid, you know, when you're getting excited and get ready to play this team, you circle them on the calendar, you do all this stuff, you get ready for the game. But what are you circling on the calendar, like for for the future? Where does Coach Hickson want want to end up? Man, that's a really good question. Um, I, I um, still kind of in the process of figuring that out. Um, I do. It took me a while to figure out what that basketball, you know, was you know, truly a passion for me. You know, I played obviously from elementary school up through college, and then I kind of, kind of stepped away honestly for a little bit and 
started doing the coaching thing and I've been hooked ever since. And like, I love it. So that's why, that's why I do high school and AAU. Like it's, it's year round for me. I don't, I don't, I don't get a break. So, um, it's, it's gotta be, gotta be something that, that I love and enjoy doing. So definitely want to remain, uh, coaching and working with young people. Um, I would say one thing for me, like right now I coach 17 U. So in a lot of instances, you know, I catch kids at the tail end of their high school career. And there's some things that in conversations that, you know, I should have, that someone should have been having with them, you know, two, three years prior. Mm. And um, so I, I'd love to be in a position to have those conversations with them early on so that when they do get to, you know, into junior year, senior year, they're better positioned um, to take that next step. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, so let's say there's, there's a high schooler out there listening. Let's say they're 15 years old. Let's say they're listening to beyond the ball because they saw this episode was coming out with, with their favorite coach Hickson. What, what would you say, what would you say specifically to that young man or to that young woman, you know, as, as they're just getting ready to really start that journey uh, with, with competing in basketball at, at a high level? Yeah, I would. Uh, the first thing I would say is, you know, focus on your academics, make sure your schoolwork is, is on point. Um, and then also um, explore your interests outside of, you know, basketball. You know, um, if you play, if you want to play another sport, play football, baseball, run track, um, do it. Um, there's some student organization or club that you're interested in. Do it. Uh, volunteer at your at your church. Do community service. Like be be well rounded. Don't put all your eggs in that one basket. And you can you can be excellent in more than one area. And you can be a great basketball player, and you know be well rounded. I mean, we've seen many 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 examples of that. Um, the one I I always lean towards like is a uh, Myron Roll who you know, played football at uh, Florida State was a Rhodes Scholar. Like mm -hmm. you you can. You can do these things like um, you can be excellent in athletics and in academics and in extracurriculars. You don't you don't have to you know, just hold to one area. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that that's, that's starting to come to the forefront now. Right. Because I, I think it's two two conflicting beliefs, because I think initially it was do one thing or this is the only way. Basketball is the only way you're going to get here by playing a sport. And now. Like th things are starting to open up because we're starting to see people like and, and of course, this is at, you know, the highest level because that's just where the most exposure and media attention is. But when we start seeing like the LeBrons filming a movie right. in the middle of a season and, you know, you see KD over here investing in technology and just, you know, down the line, seeing Dwayne Wade now is, you know, uh, up there in the owner's box with the jazz. It's like, wait, what is, what is going on? So I think, you know, this is a great, it's a great place for, for conversation to be had for people to understand that you don't just have to be the athlete or the talent, but you can be somebody who's, you know, the manager, the coach or all of these other different things that they now, now we can physically see people in these positions. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, basketball is the tool. Basketball is the vehicle that put them in that position to do those other things. So I mean, you use basketball, I mean, or use athletics, you know, to, to put yourself in a better position to explore other things. But um, no, what I hate to see is, I think this happens a ton, is um, you get to the end of your high school career or your college career, and the only thing you've ever done in your life is, you know, play that one sport. So then when it ends, it's like, okay, what, what, what now? 
who am I? What do I like? What what do I enjoy doing? You know, what other interests do I have? And it's not always easy. Like, so just to be quite honest, like some of those coaches make it very difficult for kids to explore those interests um, at the high school and the college level. Um, but the ones, in my opinion, so I'll say in my opinion, uh, the ones who are doing it the right way, um, you got to let your kids um, explore themselves. Like, I mean, what other time in their life are they going to have the opportunity to do so other than high school and college? So uh, if you're truly about, you know, helping them, you know, better themselves, you know, on and off the field, you got to, you got to allow them those opportunities. And you can do that and still win. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not easy, but it can certainly be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just thinking back over, over some of the experiences I've had with certain coaches and just, just remembering that there were some times where our coach would take us out for us to go bowling or there were times where our coach would take us to maybe, you know, go, go, go on an out of town trip, depending on, you know, people's budgets and stuff like that. But but understanding these, these are great opportunities for them to see exposure just to different things, different opportunities. But even outside of that, I'm a firm believer also of seeing the fact of that they're building these lifelong relationships with, with their teammates and they're getting to know each other. And I really believe in my opinion, in my opinion, I believe that, you know, when you have these type of relationships off the court, outside of the field or, you know, whatever area you might be playing a sport, but this now really connects people deeper so that when you step in those lines and when you're going to bat with your teammate, you don't have to worry, or are they going to cover you here or there? It's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's no shadow of a doubt. They got me taken care of. Absolutely. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just, ah, uh, and plus it, may, it makes great memories. Coach Hickson, it makes great memories, you know, being yeah, able to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being able and to. And they're, they're kids. Like, yeah. And it's, yeah. It, it is a game. Like as much as we, I guess, don't focus on that. At the end of the day, it's a game that they're, they're playing a sport, you know, it should be fun. They should get some enjoyment out of it. Now that doesn't mean that they, you don't take it seriously and approach it, you know, business-like and be professional, but they still need to be able to have fun. For sure. For sure. And one, and one, one, one thing I want to chime on to what you said earlier, when you said at the, at the end of it all, if, if, if the student athlete walks away and you know, they're, they're trying to figure it out, they don't know what to do. I, I pulled a tweet from, from your timeline, coach. I, I, I did, the, I used my Twitter finger <laughs> and, and I pulled, I pulled a tweet that, that you shared from, from John Thompson's book, and it said, you never want the sum total of your value to be the eight or nine pounds of air inside of a basketball. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading that book right now. I came as a shadow. Yeah, um, man, I, when I saw that quote, I, I'm like, I highlight, put in my, my little iPhone notes, like, I need this. Like, this, this is, this is like, this is my motto. It's my life, this is my life motto. This, this is what, why I coach. Yeah, I was. I mean, when, once once I read it, and then once I thought about some of what we talked about earlier, I just saw the parallel between it because I, I mean, I understand that you use basketball as a vehicle and a tool because I mean that's what it is. But ultimately, the game of basketball can teach us a lot of things. But there are also a lot of things that the game of basketball cannot teach us. There, there, there are still a lot. But just seeing and understanding that if we continue to grow our our overall development stock while we grow our basketball stock then when it's time to cash in either we're in a we're in a great position yep yeah yeah I, mean, I just you know reading the book i mean coach thompson obviously he wanted to win 
Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't have you know, kept his job all those years if he didn't win, but you know, he made education a priority. So um, I can definitely identify with that. Um, you know, and with the kids I work with, you know, the first step is, you know, let's, let's just get to high school graduation and then let's, let's get to that next level. And whether it's getting an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, or, you know, you go, you're going into, uh, I don't know, the military, you know, anything like that. We want you doing, you know, positive, productive things, you know, once you get out into the real world. So, you know, whatever we can do to help help them with that, that's the goal. Most definitely. Most definitely. So when it's when it's all said and done, when you know, when 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 you're looking back over your life, how do, how do you want to be remembered? Uh, just, just someone who who um, genuinely worked as hard as he possibly could to help kids and not just kids on my team, you know, kids in general. You know, whatever I can do to help help young people is, is kind of what I'm focused on. I do it through the lens of basketball and education, but uh, I mean, education is a broad term. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean everybody's going to get a four year degree, um, but we, we, we want to connect uh, as many young people as possible to the information that's going to allow them to, you know, gain access to opportunities and ultimately, you know, be successful. So I guess a, uh, someone who uh, connected young people to opportunities. Mm. That's solid. That's that's solid. Now I have one more question for you before we get ready to dive into the two minute drill. Got one more. And if, if you had the opportunity to sit down with, with two people alive or dead, there's, there, there's no limits on who these two people could be. Who would you want these people to be sitting at your table, breaking bread and, you know, you just being able to dive into conversation? Um, I mean, number one would be uh, Malcolm X. Um, second, I'm just, I'm going to have to say Michael Jordan. I'm, I'm, I'm an MJ guy. So I got to, I got to, I got to put MJ in there. Okay. Just, just elaborate a little bit on, on the why. I'm curious. Um. Malcolm X, just from the standpoint of his, his, his philosophies, his ideology, um, more so from a, a um, black empowerment standpoint, meaning uh, in, encouraging us to uh, own our own businesses, take control of our destiny, our own destiny, um, support our own community, you know, those sorts of things. So, I, I mean, I didn't attend an HBCU, but I'm a big supporter of HBCUs. I'm a big supporter of, you know, uh, black owned businesses, those sorts of things. Um, black, you know, I, I bank with Citizen Trust Bank, which is a black owned bank. So I'm, I'm all about that. And um, I think, you know, that message uh, is uh, a powerful one that was relevant, you know, 50 plus years ago and uh, still relevant now. Uh, as far as MJ, I mean, he, he's, he's the GOAT. He's, he's, the, he's the greatest that's ever done it. Uh, I'd love to, you know, just sit down with him and you know, talk to him about uh, his, his his work ethic, his approach to the game, uh, his approach to business, um, and I know I'd also kind of like to pick his brain on on um, you know some of the the criticism he's faced about his his stance on social issues and those sorts of things, just to kind of get an idea of you know what, what he was thinking, you know the reason why he did certain things, and and I mean he's the goat. So MJ or LeBron, coach MJ or LeBron, oh, MJ I, MJ, I, like really, no, really? What, no what's question. The, What's your what's your justification here? Uh, I mean, I think the easy thing people go to is a six and zero, but for me, it's um, 
It's probably a little bit of a nostalgia, just to be quite honest. Growing up in the 1990s, uh, watching, you know, Bulls games on WGN and just, you know, seeing him, you know, be dominant. Um, I just, nobody, nobody will ever, you know, match him in my eyes. Hmm. Fair enough. And there, there, there may not, there's no, like, uh, there may not be any logic to it. I just, I'm just, I'm an MJ guy. Like, just, that was, that was, that was, you know, my, my hero, my idol growing up as a basketball player. That's fair. That's that's fair. That's fair. I got I got LeBron in my top three. I got I got NJ Kareem and LeBron in the top three. Ooh, man! Oh, let, I don't even want to go down that path. That's <laughs> whole, especially when you start, especially when people start talking top fifty or top ten, it's like there's so many people that get left off the list. But man, yeah, I mean, I'll give you a controversial thing. I don't have I don't have Kobe in my top ten. Really, yeah, people people get so mad when you say that. Like really? some people got him in their top five. I'm like, how, like how do you got him in your top five? I can see I can see top ten. Why? He's not in my top ten. Why 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 is he not in your top ten? Uh, let me see if I can do this off memory. I mean, I got MJ. This made no particular. I got MJ, uh, Kareem, LeBron, uh, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan, Shaq, and uh, Kim Olajuwon. Uh. See, it's, see, that's that's what it is. It's, it's just so tough because this is this is this is that barbershop conversation. Yeah. Because when when people pick their top ten, you know, there there's some preference in there. Of course, all of them have the stats, but it's just it just, it just depends on what part of the country you're in, where you grew up, and then who you just really rock with ultimately. But that, that's, and, that's and when you grew up, because I mean, you see a lot of the the older players like they won't put. You know Jordan or LeBron in their top five, just because you know they're trying to show love to their their specific era. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I didn't I didn't see Will Chamberlain play, so I mean, I still I mean he's great, obviously, but I mean I, I never saw him play, obviously. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough, man. Okay, I think this was the this was this was actually the first time I ever had that even part of an MJ Lebron conversation on this podcast. So congratulations, <laughs> Coach. <laughs> this is the first time. This is the first time. Oh man! But we're gonna go ahead and dive into the two minute drill, Coach. And uh, for those of you who might not know, the two minute drill is just where we have some rapid fire questions. We have a little bit of fun, and then. Uh, we go ahead and get ready to wrap this thing up. So, Coach Hickson, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Favorite food? Chicken Parmesan. Mm, okay. What's the last book you read? Uh, the Years That Matter um, by Paul Tuff. Hmm. Okay. What's, what's the most underrated cereal? Underrated Lucky Charms. Ooh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's your go-to streaming show of preference? <clears throat> uh, Game of Thrones. Mm, okay, okay. And then what? Yeah, what? Seasons one through seven. You know, we don't acknowledge season eight. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? What's what's one tip that you want to share with a student athlete? You can take your time. Ask for help. Use your resources. Um, your, uh, I, I talked to so many uh, young people, and one of the first questions I asked them is, "When when's the last time you met with your guidance counselor?" And in many instances, they've never, you know, spoken to their guidance counselor. So, you know, as an incoming freshman, you need to establish that relationship. 
uh, especially if you want to you know play collegiate sports because you need you got to do all your, your eligibility center stuff and the earlier you get you know all those things situated uh talk with your counselor he or she should be able to talk to you about the classes you need to take those sorts of things so get that conversation started early you know as a freshman don't don't wait until you know second semester of your senior year to to meet your guidance counselor mm, there it is there it is and one bonus question who would you like to see me interview on beyond the ball next have you uh, spoken to my guy William Payne? Man, I reached out to Coach Pete. Me and me and Coach Pete, we're we're we're, we're definitely due for a follow up conversation. Okay. We're definitely due for a follow up conversation. He he would be the one that I would recommend. Okay, there it is. There it is. Co Coach Dixon, just let everybody know uh, where they can find you and follow you and connect with you, please, sir. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter uh, all the time at Coach Hickson Dimes, so at C-O-A-C-H-H-I-X-O-N-D-I-M-E-S. Um, I'm sure you'll see my rants on your on your timeline. Um, definitely feel free to reach out if you have any questions or need help with anything. There it is. There it is. Well, Coach Hickson, I appreciate you taking the time to grace the Beyond the Ball virtual podcast stage. So thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Most definitely. Most definitely. To all the ballers out there, you all heard, heard Coach Hickson. Uh, definitely take time and connect with him uh, at Coach Hickson Dimes. Just just as he said, be sure to connect with him because he he puts out great content on his on his feed. In addition to uh, also ha having some funny rants, just as he shared. Um, but if you're not subscribed, once again, be sure to subscribe to the Beyond the Ball podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially on YouTube. But without further ado, and we're going to go ahead and just get out of here. I'm Jonathan Jones, and this is Beyond the Ball, where we help you succeed beyond your degree. <laughs>